Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. The name means strength, beauty, all of these things that I wanted my consumers to feel about themselves because it is at the core of health and wellness beverage that has cannabis. This is The Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Welcome back to the Cannamom Show, where we continue on our mission of crushing that cannabis stigma. All right, so Dave, I try not to give to complain too much, but I just I can't take this Massachusetts weather anymore. I just I need to see sun. It's, Where is it? Yeah, there's no sun. It's dreary, and it's weird. It's not even that cold. We had a couple of days of 50 degree weather, but it was raining and it's actually, I don't know why my allergies are the worst this time of year. I think it has to do with the temperature changes, the dust in the air, but you can probably see my eyes are swollen up. It's, it's terrible. It's not the, it's not the marijuana. No. Um, okay, yeah. I need so more I, marijuana. Maybe you need more. Yeah, yeah. I think I've been smoking probably more than I need to. I just, I'm having a hush from getting through the days. I mean, laughter helps. I have a whole new stick. On Instagram with the Jewish Cannamom, any Jewish Cannamoms out there. So I've been doing stuff kind of in combination, yeah, with mm. my hemp guitar. So very cool. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, the other day, Josh said, Mom, you really need to be talking about the podcast and the work you're doing and the women you're supporting. You can't just talk about me. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, but I'm a Jewish Cannamom. So <laughs> of course, <laughs> what else would I do? But Josh, he's such a nice boy. Of course, we have to talk about it. <laughs> So it isn't just about me, the hemp guitar. I mean, not just about him. See, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Something happens to your brain when you become a mother. So we are still doing the hemp guitar. It's out there. We're doing it through 420. We're still getting lots of likes and stuff on our Instagram feed. But I want you to support our mission. So if you're interested, you love us, you want to check out Lampkin Guitars, go on his website, enter, and uh, maybe you could be the winner. Yeah. Play a riff and spoke, smoke a spliff. What? How about that we're one? Working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. So this really, I pretend it's for him. But it's really for me. Okay. Uh, Cannamoming. Let's see what else have I been doing. You know what? I don't always talk about other podcasts, but I should more. So I want to give a shout out to another cannabis podcast called Wake and Bake. Uh, it's so great. It's Corey and Tobias and Andrea Maharg. I hope I'm saying her name right. They just have really interesting guests. They have a great website. There's lots of recipes on there. They are just freakishly weirdly smart they have a nerd factor 
at the mm. beginning of their podcast, they tell you how nerdy they're going to get on it, which <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nerd, nerd is the new cool, though. We all know that. If you're a nerd about anything, you can be a nerd about anything. I'm a fashion nerd. I'm a we're we're can we're cannabis nerds here. We're cannabis nerds. So yeah. the more science, the more you talk about the endocannabinoid and the receptors, the more into it I am. So she was going deep. She was talking about cannabinoids I'd never even heard of. So if you're looking for something new to listen to or watch, they're on YouTube. Wake and Bake podcast. You know what? It just occurs to me: the cannabinoids would be a great name for a rock band. Have Josh make a note of that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The cannabinoids. I like that. That's such a good rig. It's like good enough. Billables, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah March. Let's get on the March. March. Yeah, it's March, March, March. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. We have actually a special segment guest today. We're going to be talking about uh, cannabis hiring, employment, and canadadding. So stay tuned for that a little bit into the show. And I do have a culture corner, Dave, if you want to play the music. Let's fire it up. <laughs> The Culture Corner. The Culture Corner. The Culture Corner. So funny. All right. So Taylor Swift. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift. So I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift, too. And there's no cannabis connection. It actually has to do with the weather. The weather. It was so dreary and sad on Sunday. And my daughter's not a Swifty. I've never really been into her music. But I watched her movie, The Eras Tour. Yeah, did you? It um, was I so happy and colorful. I haven't seen it. But she is, yeah. We have to talk about Taylor Swift. It's a rule. So, did you see it in the theater? No, I saw it in my living room. Were you, were you dancing in your living room? Because they encourage dancing in the theater, apparently. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 again, I am not, uh, I should have been dancing. I was just in <laughs> such a sad, depressed mood on Sunday. No joke. Between my cat dying and the gray weather. And I'm like, I need something uplifting. So And you enjoyed it? the fact that I was. I was enjoying it and laughing and, yeah, having a good time. And just her outfits, the story. She, like, it's a lot about boys. I didn't realize it's all about boys. Don't get involved with her. She gets crazy, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> the, the, she's already working on the song about breaking up with uh, Kelsey, with Travis Kelsey, I'm sure. Well, at least we'll get well, a good song out of it, if, if she's sad. But she's also, she's making the Republicans crazy, crazy. Like, I was watching The View, my other favorite show, mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about it. It was the front page of the New York Times today. <laughs> yeah, the, the her the uh, her political uh, supposed conspiracy that that yeah that yeah the that, MAGA people are going yeah, the like, MAGA people saying like on the deep hole deep end. yeah they think the, <laughs> they think it's fixed the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor and then Taylor is going to turn to the camera and endorse Joe Biden that's what she thinks that's what they think is going to happen I don't think that's right, going to happen. <laughs> Lordy Lord, if Taylor Swift has that kind of power, God bless her. Right. Thank you. <laughs> it's happy. It's joyful. It's pleasant. That is what we should be aspiring to. I'm all about positivity. Yeah. So. David Letterman <laughs> recorded a video that kind of went viral. He said, he said, can people just calm down? This is a lovely thing. These are two people that love each other. It's very nice. She spreads joy. What's wrong with that? Spreading joy. That's Except he, he said she was, her boyfriend was Kelsey Grammer. Um, he got that wrong. He did it on purpose, though. Um, whatever. If, yep. if a, a young woman from Tennessee, I think that's where she's from, uh, can influence the world in a way that is positive. Yeah. I'm all for that. Why not? Yep. Yeah. So Taylor Swift, that's my little culture corner. Very good. <laughs> Look at me getting cool for my nerdiness. All right. That's a lot of random stuff. Uh, thanks, Dave. And uh, we actually do have a guest. So let's introduce her. All right, today's guest. Today's guest is a visionary founder and owner of the female-owned cannabis beverage brand, Helia. I actually hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've never said it out loud. Their innovative beverages are designed to elevate our well-being with unique flavors and creative ingredient combinations. She is a cannamom who is driven to share how cannabis can not only make you feel good, but is also good for you. Here today to share her journey from consumer to entrepreneur, to tell us about the unique products Kelia is creating for cannabis consumers and how being a mother and cannabis consumer drove her to enter the cannabis beverage market and why she is so passionate about sharing her knowledge and helping other women feel great. Please welcome to the Cannamom Show, Sarah Patel. Welcome. Thank you so much, Joyce. <laughs> All right. So I had a lot of random stuff in the beginning, but you know what? My daughter could, she's only three and is 
obsessed with Taylor Swift already. So I, I get it. Taylor Swift can, can re- it has power. She's every, she's got power. I'm amazed. I'm All right. So, I do agree with that. Girl power. All right. So before we drop, talk about your products and the things you're doing, let's just talk about uh, you. How did you get here? What's your own little can of journey? What was your relationship with it? Um, um, so basically, I had been like a cannabis consumer since I was in high school. So I, I know you're in, Mass- you're in Massachusetts now, right? Are I, you? Yeah, I, I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay. okay. From, yeah, from here and still here. Okay, so and, you're like, that's my elder. I'm like, I was from New England. I didn't know everyone was on the pot. I mean, you're younger than I am, but it's, this is Massachusetts. <laughs> Not right now. My parents are not consumers. And I kept on being like, your friends smoke weed. I just want you to know that. And she was fighting tooth and nail. No, they don't. And I'm like, well, I see that. Yes, they do. And it just, I, it was something that I always knew made me feel better. And it was something that I couldn't understand the like literal against it. Like people initially, like when, when I was first started using it, it just seemed like it was the gateway drug. Right. It, it was just something that you were almost, you didn't want to necessarily talk about with everyone because you right. definitely going to be judged by people. I never really understood it. So you were, okay. So this, I love these stories. These women, these obviously professional, successful women who are not just, okay, they're actually excelling and have been consumers for a very long time. So when you were younger, did you have your, like, your click? Did you talk about it? Was it shameful? Did your parents know? What world were you in at that time? Ooh, did my dad yeah. <laughs> find things? And, or, or, or maybe I would come home, like, a little bit too, too stoned. And it would be, I'll tell you my mom, not to cut it, but mm-hmm. she chased me around a room telling me I, I must have been sprayed by a skunk because I had just, so she really had no idea to me. I'm like, get away. But it was something where, I thought I found the most humor in it, but that's sort of where they were. My mom had no connection to it. She was against it. And honestly, the people who I consumed with were mostly guys. It really was not anything. So a lot of times, be me in a room with a lot of guys. It got me really close to my guy friends, but not necessarily my girlfriends. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I've actually even thought about it that way. That's interesting because this is a communal experience. So who are you communing with? That's interesting. Exactly. All right. So that was sort of, I have a bigger story. So anyway, so you had this young experience with it. Did you go to college, use it? And then did you stop at some, did you think it was dangerous? Did you ever have a negative experience with it or anything? I mean, everyone had negative experiences. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like, but no, I, to me, it was something that I really, I enjoyed thoroughly. I did not think it was bad. I honestly, in my 20s, I didn't really care what you thought, if you thought it was bad or not, because I enjoyed it. And I was very much in the mindset of this makes me feel better. I'm, if you, if you don't like me doing that, then maybe we're not really meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you under, you understood earlier than, okay, that's good. All right. So. I assume you weren't going to go into cannabis beverages when you graduate from college or started. What were you doing before when you first got into the real world and were an adult? It was funny. I was someone who I bounced around different things. I never knew. I always had ideas. I think that sometimes something that happens to women is you might have an idea and it gets shot down or maybe it, you can present it to someone. And I've had this happen to me a few times where. It's actually not taken seriously until you, until a guy says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, no, this, I was always bouncing around, never really knowing like what my, honestly, what my future was going to be, just kind of knowing I was on a path that I thought was the right path. And I was a constant consumer until I started to try to get pregnant. And when I got pregnant and while I was breastfeeding, I did stop. Which I didn't realize at the time, but afterwards, I didn't realize how much anxiety I had that just sort of crept up on me. And especially as a mom, especially as a new mom, there's so much. And I had no, cannabis wasn't anything I was able to really touch at that time. I was, I breastfed my daughter until she was like 18 months. So it was like a long I mean, this is actually an interesting because so I was not a cannabis consumer when my children were young. I should have been. I would have been happier and I would have liked them better. This is what I say a lot. But the thing is, I am a 
daily consumer now and my anxiety is pretty much it doesn't exist. It's not like it used to be. Like I just thought I had to feel shitty all the time. That was kind of my mindset when I was your age and having small children. But yours was reversed. You had felt pretty good about yourself for a long time and had children or had a child. And then you were like, what is this feeling in my body? <laughs> the anxiety that you can get as being a mom is just a <laughs> anyway. I ran had you didn't really feel that for so many years. And so I took I would go for a walk with my daughter a lot. And so one day after I stopped breastfeeding, I took an edible and I, I went for a walk. And it just, this feeling of, oh my God, this is like a really deep breath almost. And the more I was using it, the more like the bad voices that like were telling me negative things about myself and you're supposed to look a certain way you're supposed to be a certain way why aren't you doing it's just all sort of like literally all did and i'm like this is women have to this is this isn't this shouldn't be a secret anymore this isn't something that's bad anymore um and i admittedly didn't know that cannabis beverages were really a thing when I came up with the idea, I, I was like, oh my God, I am genius. Like, this is- <laughs> okay, so let's go back to, go back to the, let's go back, let, let's go back to your brand. So Kelia, uh, which I am pronouncing correct. How, what's the name? Uh, what does that mean? And like, really, how did you come up with the idea and how did you get it to this? I mean, it's hard to get into this industry. So how did you get to this point? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the name means strength, beauty, mm-hmm. all of these things that I wanted my consumers to feel about themselves uh, because it is at the core of health and wellness beverage mm-hmm. that has cannabis as well as the, the minor cannabinoids. And so that's really where the idea came from is that I am, I love, I, I'm certified in Pilates. I'm big into health and wellness. I have always believed that the plant had goodness much more many more benefits than any I never really found a negative to it being so and then I thought wow you can there are so many different methods of consumption now of being about how you can consume it that you don't have to smoke anymore right. so if you are into health and wellness well there you go you can Put it in your food. If you get some people put it in a salad dressing and maybe have a have a nice little salad with it. And that was something that I wanted to be able to really bring to people was this alternative method that if this is something that you're interested in, it's so everyone drinks, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's alcohol, water, soda, tea, coffee, doesn't matter, you drink. And you can really choose how quickly or how slowly you can consume it. And I thought like, aside from a joy, that's really the only other way that you can kind of control. And really with a joint, if you've never smoked or never used, that's not necessary. And, and, it's, and it's a quicker onset too. And it's not, again, like I talk about moms again. When I was young, I could walk to school with a big shirt that said, wine mom. Everyone would have been, of course you are. Yeah. But if you walk in with, I'm a can of mom, I would have back in the day that would not have been an okay thing. But any event I went to, there was always beverages. So beverages are the thing that kind of are accessible and seem normal to people instead of going out back with some people maybe or don't know and smoking a joint. So just I, I don't know, just for women in general, especially pe- a lot of women don't. A lot of my friends don't want to smoke. That is really like this taboo thing. So beverages are so just part of our. Like you said, everyone drinks. So what was your first product? What was the first thing you came up with? So after that, I, I came home and I told my husband about my idea and he very much said no. He was like, talking about. And then I came back the next day. I'm like, I'm not really going to take no as an answer this time. I felt it. I sold this is, I need to see this through. I came back the next day and, and it's like the craziest experience. I was trying to write about it the other day and I can't really necessarily put it into words. I could taste watermelon coconut in my mouth during, and I, I kind of thought about watermelon and I'm like, Ooh, I'm t- tasting something. And I'm like, what's that other taste? And like, it is coconut. And I'm like, that's a flavor. Watermelon coconut. Came home and I told my husband, watermelon coconut is, is one of the flavors. And he was like, I can't believe you're still on this. And we're absolutely not starting a beverage company. And I just sort of, I kept on coming up with ideas. And he finally said, are you, you're serious. And I'm, I said, I am, 
completely serious. I think that this is something I have to put out into the world. And from there, I just started to look at the beverages that are out there and see what I liked about them. And there was so much. And then the things that maybe I wanted to put my own little personal spin on and the things that I thought were so beneficial and quite kind of educational for the consumers, like the minor cannabinoids, that you would really be able to put in a beverage that would elevate the beverage a little bit more to the consumer so they can know I'm not just getting this euphoric effect. I'm getting CBG, which is so good for your health. It's great for your skin. It is anti-inflammatory. For me, it gives me a very happy euphoric high, the mother of all cannabinoids. So I... So you're, like, so you're, a, so you're a cannon nerd too. All right. <laughs> so is this... So this product that you created, there's a lot... There's some more, there's more beverages out there. There's more drops out there. There's boost out there. So your first... Your first are beverages, right? But are you doing boosts too? Are you doing drops? What else are you doing on your line of products? Or are you just doing beverages? We're just doing beverages and right, okay. really focus on beverage. I I think that there's a, a place for everything, but I, I feel so strong about the beverage industry and cannabis. All right. So tell me, so just tell me, I know you have some really unique flavor combinations I've seen. So the list, if you want to kind of go over the ones that you have and what I know, again, the minor cannabinoids, the other things that are included in these. And what they're good for, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're juices. They oh, they're juices. Okay. Juices. They're low calorie, low sugar juices. Okay. So in our watermelon coconut, we have no minor cannabinoid in that, but we do have electrolytes for hydration. So that's our hydration boost. Along with that, we have five milligrams of THC. Um, our next flavor is our immunity boost, which is pineapple jalapeno. That with that vitamin C and zinc is added to that, as well as CB five milligrams of CBG, which, as I had mentioned before, is really great for your immune system, and five milligrams of THC. And then we have our low dose grapefruit ginger, which is our metabolic boost, and that has two and a half milligrams of THC, two and a half milligrams of THCV, which is thought to be a stimulant appetite suppressant, increases your metabolism, something that you don't think of when you think of cannabis and which is why I used it. I it blew my mind to know that THCV existed. And then we get also prebiotics and fiber added to that. Well so all right. So these products that you're making uh, how are you connected to the grower? Like how, uh, how are you figure out what is it through plants? Is it through how do you get the cannabinoids, I guess? <laughs> But so, are you growing your own plants? Are you actually taking like extracts in places or how does that work? Extracts. So extracts, we get okay. collagens right from a third party. Because for a beverage, it's really hard. You really, it, it can't just be an emulsion. It must be nano emulsion because it has to be water soluble. Right. So it's not, it's not a process that I think is, is like as, as easily, it, it's not as, as easily transformed from plant to the nano emulsion. So you really, for us, we really wanted to make sure that we were going with someone knew exactly what they were doing, had done it before successfully. And are there, I know there are limits on how much THC can be in a product. Are there limits on how many of the minor cannabinoids can be in there as well? Is that the same regulations? That is a great question. No, there are. Oh. Yeah. No, because it comes, it all kind of goes back to this farm bill, which says that hemp is legal. Right. So when you get them from anything from hemp, including D9THC, which is why these hemp beverages are, which we, we are moving in that direction as well, going national and being able to go direct to consumer from our website and hopefully getting into different types of stores by their website, heliadrink.com for any. <laughs> and that it, it's, it's, it is a really exciting time because I mean beverage. I hadn't so beverages for people who don't know. So you have THC Delta Eight beverages, Delta Nine, Delta Nine, but you can also find beverages now at your local liquor store and whatever made from hemp derivatives, which is the Delta. The other what's the so what Delta? Interesting is there still is Delta Nine in hemp. Okay, extremely small world. Okay. So What's going on right now is extracting the Delta 9. Okay. So um, 
molecularly, I have the same product. The active ingredient is exactly the same. It just comes from hemp, which is. It's confusing to everyone because I see. Yeah. I've been, say, I've been seeing more and more beverages in liquor stores and it's just it's baffling me. So this is interesting. So I have seen your, I have to kind of, let's go back to you. Uh, <laughs> so I have seen your display. I'm marketing is a big part of cannabis issues. So many issues we have, but marketing is a big one. And I've seen your display in the goods dispensary here in uh, Davis Square. And it's very, and they're very particular about their displays. So they want things to stand out because they have a nice floor that you walk around. So just tell me a little bit about your marketing. What, how are you trying to reach people and what's different about what you're doing, maybe? So for me, it was really important to do clean marketing. This is my living room behind me. It is all white. So like I'm minimalist at heart. With a three-year-old. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am not allowed. Should I just, she's not allowed in here. But <laughs> I'm like, maybe she'll be 18 and like we can discover yeah. that. At the living room. She's like looking in all her life. What is in there? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I am a minimalist. And that was something that I really wanted with my design everywhere was this minimalistic approach, clean, fresh, something that I thought that people my age or maybe just my age and all of just really would want to get something that like seems like a really good quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the marketing wise. Oh, and with that also talking about my daughter yeah a lot of hands are very like pastel cotton candy colors maybe very colorful for kids and when I was drinking them initially I'm like this is a can that like my like I could have this and a can of else my daughter would go for this because it's so it looks inviting Mm -hmm. not on purpose obviously but I really wanted something that like no child would really look at and say, that that's, looks- that's what I want. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted their parents to look at it and say, this is a drink that I want. So that the minimalist really went, went through with everything at the goods. That is my favorite display. They're great there. I, I love the goods. They're wonderful partners. And so they, uh, we had a lot of conversations about the fridge that they had there and I had had a lot of marketing, I'd had a lot of marketing pictures done. And one of my favorite was this like kitchen and all of the cans lined up on the kitchen. And that was where I got the idea from it. And I have an awesome field and trade guy, shout out Matt. Mm-hmm. And he just, we talked about it and he just brought this vision to life. And it's good. Again, so if you go to a lot of dispensaries, some things just don't, a lot of these a lot of dispensaries don't have stuff on display just because they don't have the space. And right. if they're on display, it's maybe one one piece, one thing. And this yeah. is actually gives you a visual. Oh, look, I could open my refrigerator and there would be a bunch of chilias. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that exciting? Yeah. All right. That's really funny. That looks, it, it's really, it's pretty. And I do like the goods too. They're actually going to be helping me with the hemp guitar display. The, oh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be doing a, my son made this guitar. It's out of hemp wood. I've and, seen it. Okay, you see that? So uh, I talked to Alex a couple of weeks ago just randomly and they're going to, they've offered to show it off. So they're going to keep it in their store for three weeks for April and my son hopefully will get a video done of him playing it and they'll be showing it, the video I there. So that. yeah, they're, all, they're well, very, they're my local place. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's see. Let's talk a little, let's go back to your family. Uh, so you mentioned earlier that your mother was not that excited about it. When I talk about my own mother who passed a few years ago, really thought I was in a drug cartel to the day I died. She just could not accept that cannabis was good for you. So it's a very hard message to get to people. And I've heard the story over and over again. So what was your family's reaction when they heard what you wanted to do? And kind of where are they now in this journey? What's really funny. I had always been like the black sheep of my family growing up. My sisters, I have two older sisters. They did not pave the way for there to be so much getting into trouble that was definitely left up to me to just mm-hmm. be the troublemaker. And and I, I took it on. <laughs> and Somebody has to own that. Somebody has to own that, Sarah. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and so I there was never anything, even with my brother-in-laws, it was always something like, oh, there's Sarah again. She probably smells like Canada. You know what I mean? And so that I kind of wore it and I'm like, that that it is what it is. And it is kind of funny. I always had this like feeling like they'll get it one day. Like one day we'll get this and it became legal. And my, one of my brother-in-laws decided that he wanted to try cannabis and 
loves it and said, now, I mean, now he smokes more joints than anyone I know. And so it, it was really funny. And then my, his wife, my sister started to take edibles before bed and he's like, this is life changing. And I was like, I've been telling you this for many years, actually. Yes. What, what do you know? I don't know anything. Nobody in my family heard me. I had to have doctors. I had to start a podcast. People, professionals, when they tell them, they're like, oh, maybe she's not crazy. Yeah. And so, and it really, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really validating feeling to see that it's like everywhere and that people are accepting it. And I agree with you in the beginning of the opener about crushing the, the connotation of people who. Yeah, the stigma. Yeah. It is the stupidest stigma. I, it is. I, I've never been like your stereotypical bonnet ever not one day i i love the dead i i've been to fish concerts i like music definitely the only true bridge i guess i've always been someone oh i was never like everyone's had like lazy days but i've never really i've always liked to do things i've always worked out no matter what i work out well it was again it's a story i say this all the time we, we live in the anomaly in history this is a story that was made up. Culture is around you. You don't even know it's there. It just exists. So your family lived in the culture that I grew up in. It's just, it's hard to believe that you're wrong. That's the other thing about our brains. It's hard to believe that what you know is wrong. And I often find the stories that are changing people's hearts and minds. And Massachusetts, it's legal, so you can try it yourself. But they see someone they love or they care about, and they usually they he they heal themselves. I mean, you say that's not really your journey, but they'll see somebody who maybe was sick and come to their last resort and use cannabis for whatever they they need it for. And they can see that that person is better. And it opens up something in your brain that says, okay, maybe what I know is wrong. But I think it's a hard journey to go through. So where's your mother? Has your mother sort of come to the other side yet? <laughs> she has. She doesn't use. She, they tried it though. They were really proud when I, when I decided. I mean, at this point now, everyone in my family was very hope with conversations around cannabis. My, my parents, I grew up, Cannabis was the gateway drug of all gateway drugs. My mom grew up in Chelsea, actually, Chelsea yeah. Mapp. And in those days, psychedelics were really big and maybe it was abused by some people that she knew or she thought that they abused it. And because they started with cannabis, that was the gateway drug. It, it like fit the story for her that see what happens when you start with cannabis. And I was just like, mom, I was drinking way before. You know what I mean? I hate to say this, but like, that was actually the first thing I did. And I was like, I promise you that was the first thing they did too. I just don't think that people, and if it, and if they're going to use anything dangerously, you're going to use anything dangerously. It doesn't really matter what it is. It, if you're going to fully abuse something, it's abuse. It's abuse. But, but, she, but she sees it. She sees it now. I mean, I always, I always talk about I play tennis. I wear pearls. I'm on the board at my temple. And I brought the rabbi's wife to the dispensary because everyone wants to talk about this now. So that's where we are. All right. My friend, Sarah, uh, we're going to have to take a quick break here. We're going to finish on the other side, talk more about cannabis, any advice you have and what's coming up for 2024. And we're going to talk with uh, Sean Dezette, who is at Easy Hire. And he is also a Canadad. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. I resonate right, so a lot with the entire conversation the two of you just had. And I feel like I had a an extremely similar experience with cannabis as a teenager as you did, Sarah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's where you were. So let's just talk quickly about maybe just let's talk about what you're doing at Easy Hire at sure. Cannabis. We are just like the real world, just a little upside down. We just need everything everyone else does, but we need specialists because this is a specialized yeah. industry. So can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the industry now? And yeah, people are interested in getting in. What kind of jobs are there that are really are yeah. in demand? Yeah. With Easy Hire, we, we work in about 17 different states right now. And our job really is to connect employers with highly qualified workers in the space. So we're spending a lot of time on worker education and programs that help to up-level people and also teach them what working in cannabis is. And a lot of it these days is it's really a retail job, right? Especially in, in states like Massachusetts and California. And there is a retail job with a layer of complexity because of licensing and things like that. So part of our mission is educate the workforce 
By doing that, we bring a pool of really qualified candidates to cannabis companies. So we work directly with dispensaries and growers and producers and MSOs and whatnot to just marry the two together, right? So we're a really highly focused job board for cannabis companies. I think there's challenges in the market right now. There's challenges with, let alone all of the regulatory things and the different rules and laws from state to state and market to market that we all know about and struggle with in this industry. That leads to complexity for a worker, right? If I want to go get a job in cannabis, I can go get hired at goods or what have you, but I need a license for being a medical worker. I need a license for uh, selling recreation, right? Those are two separate licenses. There's a process to go through. I have to have the employer actually submit most of that on my behalf. There's a background check. So a lot of this is complex and we Mm -hmm. see a lot of people, unfortunately, exiting the industry because of that complexity. So in addition to working with employers and job seekers, honestly, we're trying to work with the state a lot. We meet with the CCC regularly here in Massachusetts to talk to them about these challenges and really be an ally to them to help them to actually update the rules and all that type of I, stuff. I, I mean, that, that I find really interesting because it this is a new industry. I talk yes. about this a lot. I got into this. I'm a le- lawyer by training. I got into this from that angle thinking this is new law. You never get to be part of new law and you never get to be that influential on what's actually happening. So I can kind of see around me the CCC has its own issues, but people I know personally in Massachusetts influencing what this is because of the real life experiences of what we're having. So, uh, yeah, it's all compliance. We all know it's all about compliance and it's just, it's so stringent. Are they backing up a little bit? This isn't heroin. (laughs) That's Uh, really (laughs) anything. I don't know if I can say. Uh, <laughs> I I wish they would, and I think some of this starts at a federal level. But of mm-hmm. course, there's there's issue with rescheduling marijuana as it is and cannabis as it is. Um, you know, if if anything, our through line is this is the same as the liquor industry. We need to make this a lot simpler, right? And you, you both talked about the stigma of, of cannabis and it, it is out there and it still exists and it exists hardcore. There are people in this country going to jail still for this, for, mm-hmm. for a dime bag for private lab. So it's really kind of tragic. And here in Massachusetts, at least, we see a lot of focus on on diversity and equity. And that's a big through line for us as well. Our, our founder, Jacob Carlson, is really involved in the market and trying his best to try to champion a, a really diverse take on the market as well. All right. So if my friends listening, people out there have relatives or want to get into the industry. Sure. Uh, again, I have a daughter who is a recent college graduate. I tell everybody they should be in cannabis <laughs> at some level. So what are you telling people? How do they access this? I know there's issues with, I don't, the workers have their own license or it goes to the, I know there's other issues like how you actually get into it. So what are you, yeah. what are you, what are you looking for? What are you telling people, maybe young people who might want to get into the industry and how they connect with you? Sure. I mean, look, the first thing we do is we, we tell them the, the reality of it, right? Which is, this is going to end up being, depends on what they're after, right? If somebody wants to be a grower and a cultivator and whatnot, that's a little bit different. I, I have growers that go back generations in my family from California who've been growing out there for years. And so that's black market, gray market type stuff. And now it's become the actual market out there. So it does depend a lot on what people want to do. But if somebody just wants to break in and understand it, a lot of our conversations are, look, read this about how you actually get into this. Understand that you're not going to get hired and start working tomorrow. You're really going to get hired and you're going to go through a bunch of processes. It could be two weeks. It could be six weeks, sometimes depending on what the state's up to. So we're trying to give people uh, a realistic understanding of the timeline so their expectations are correct. It's not the same as going and getting a retail job at Target or what have you. And we're really, though, encouraging them to to talk to folks in the industry and to stay in this industry, right? This is a, an intimidating space to be in because of some of the interesting legalities to it across the United States and, frankly, mm-hmm. across the world. So, but we're like, look, it's going to be complex, but there is a future here. There is a long-term growth in a market. And eventually all this regulation is going to loosen a little bit. It's impossible for it not to. 
given the amount of state revenue that's driven through the tax side of this thing. So it's, it's a long game. That's a good point. It's a long, a long game. I, again, the women I talked to were pioneers and I've seen all these things that women have gone through and people are dropping out. I can see it. But the women who I talked to, I feel like are evangelized and they're staying in it. It's, despite yeah. everything that makes rational sense, they're staying it. Because again, like our guest today, they know it's about health and wellness and sure. they know that women don't have to feel shitty and they want to spread that word. So they're out there, keep doing it. And just quickly, I know you're a dad too. So how do you incorporate this into your life? And yeah, how's that been with your friends and do you have Canada yeah, dad friends? I mean, I think I'm lucky that a lot of my friends share my enthusiasm for cannabis. Uh, and and that's by, uh, that's probably through intention and just through circumstance. I'm sure Sarah, you can relate. It's kind of who you grew up with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm, I am a little careful. I don't hide it from my son at all. He's nine these days. It's impossible to hide anything from a nine-year-old, as I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys understand. So I don't smoke around him, but I have a lot of a lot of drinks, actually, and a lot of tincture in coffee and things like that. And if he he, says, so he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. He sees it. And I just say, what's that? Oh, it's just like adult flavoring. It's kind of similar to alcohol, but, you know, I don't really drink much. So, you know, if I can, I, I, but this is how we break. This is how we cross the stigma. No, just normalizing it. Like you don't have to be hiding exactly. in your bathroom, blowing it out the vent or in the yeah. garage, and then worried that you smell like a skunk. You know what I mean? Sure. Like sure. these kids, all these kids who are growing up with it, it's just a thing. Like it's a thing their parents yeah. do. So there's no curiosity, and they understand it, and they know it's a plant. Like I didn't know it was a plant till I was like in my fifties. Yeah. <laughs> you were so scared of it in the eighties, eighties, right? I mean, we. We were, as, as Sarah mentioned earlier, we, we were told that, boy, you smoke weed and you are going to be a drug addict for life, right? Yeah. And it's so absurd. And given what we all have tragically seen, the destructive nature of alcohol out there, it's so wacky how harmless cannabis can really be in somebody's life and how much of an additive. I mean, look, I have anxiety as well. I mean, being a parent, I'm, I co-parent my son with, with his mom. So I'm solo in this show most of the time. And there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of pressure there. And just a skosh of one-to-one tincture and that coffee really gets me through a day in a way that makes me, I think, more present and frankly, Mm -hmm. more relaxed about things. And it's a better experience for everybody, really. I That is like universal. Again, I'll Mm -hmm. say it again. I probably would have liked my kids better. I was just very stressed a lot. And the thing is, your children just really want you to pay attention to them. And when you're grounded and focused and you don't have a thousand bazillion things spinning around, you will look at them and find them entertaining. You'd be like, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And I don't want him to grow up with that that fear, right? That fear we all had back in the day of what it could do to you, right? I want him to grow up with a realistic understanding that adults and many people enjoy something that slightly alters your mind state a little bit. And that's okay. As long as it's not destructive, as long as it doesn't stop you from living your life, being a kind, good person, all that stuff. Right. So I I want him to have a proper perspective on it. It, His mother is a therapist and she fully was comfortable with it, supports it. Uh, Same similar thing, getting into sleep challenges. I've, I've given her a lot of gummies and I'm like, here you go. So they Everybody's really got the don't. sleep thing. Oh, I know. All right. So, Sean. All right. So, we got yes. good stuff. If somebody wants to connect with uh, Easy Hire, what's the best way to reach out to you, connect with you, find you? Sure. You can find all of us on LinkedIn, of course, but Easy Hire Cannabis, easyhirecannabis.com is how you do it. Create a profile. We have a ton of educational resources on there, and we will connect you with really great employers. We work really closely with the employers to ensure the jobs are vetted and high quality and stuff. So, yeah. Easy but just Hire like, we're just like the real world, but a little upside down. Thank you, Jerry. Exactly. Thanks for sharing. All right. We are back. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sarah Patel, a couple more questions. Let's see. So you said you did move away from the plant for a while when you became a mom, but now you're back. So you have a young child. Uh, so do you have advice for other mom friends or other mom friends talk to you about this? Is this like a tab? What is, what's going on in your world right now? More and more I'm hearing moms actually getting together maybe taking a gummy and then having a play date and relaxing with each other as many moms would have a glass of champagne with each other. I think that it is moving in the direction of that direction where women are maybe not as vocal about using it, but that they are using it. My advice for people is just, 
it makes you so much more relaxed. And frankly, it makes you a little bit more creative. And you can really, for me, my experience has been, I can get on my daughter's level. I'm wanting to immerse myself, maybe an imaginative play with her or just sitting and talking with her through her day. I mean, as you said, if if you had used it before, you may have liked your kids more. Because it, 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 I mean, being a mom is one of the hardest things that anyone, and being a parent, I don't even want to say just mom, being a parent is so hard. And being able to get on their level is so important to being able to relate to them because they don't relate to us. And the only way that the relation is going to happen is if you get on their level, they cannot get on it. So they are, so that's sort of what I think about. I think that it's, it's, it could be so beneficial and, and, and really change dynamics. And, and the other thing is moms don't sleep a lot. That is the other thing that we kind of forget is we have this baby and then we're not allowed to sleep for two years and we, we feel kind of cranky a lot. So. This idea that we also have another alternative to help us sleep better, stay asleep, because now everyone talks about how important sleep is. Like of everything in the entire world that we're doing, the sleep thing is really what's hurting us the most. So another product that's not like, I took Benadryls, that's not going to knock you out. That's going to help you stay asleep and you'll feel rested in the morning. That's another great idea about uh, cannabis. Yeah. And that's, that is something that I think I'm, I'm, I'm already looking into the future for that because I do think that cannabinoids are going to be in some way, shape, or form the future of cannabis. And so CBN is is wonderful for sleep. Wonderful for sleep. And, uh, and again, when people talk about there aren't enough studies, the Wake and Bake podcast I was talking about earlier in the show, those are scientists, ladies. They're talking about studies. They're talking about the real thing. I was on a conference call yesterday with a bunch of scientists policymakers who are up on the schedule thing. So science is out there. Don't let anyone tell you there isn't any real science on this now because we have thousands of studies trying to prove how bad it was and they never could. And now we're back in this space to see what is this because this is our bodies. This is a real system. And if we don't have people who understand the microbiology of it all, it's just me. And out there talking about cannabis anecdotally. And I say I know nothing about the human body, but we know this works. And if we can prove it through science, that's another level of veracity that we need because the story we told was really wrong, really, really wrong. And yeah. I have such a funny story. My brother-in-law yeah. has to go to Texas. And so he, they were talking to him about how I can't believe that cannabis is just legal there. And my brother-in-law's like, they're saying that holding a whiskey and a gun in their pocket, and they can't believe that whiskey, I'm sorry, that cannabis is legal. So how is that like the world we live in in some ways is like what really kills people? Come on, guys, like let's let's just like come together and, and figure out like really like what can be good for our health and for the community as a whole. And and I, I really do see cannabis in that equation. I do, too. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true, people. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Open in your mind also. And I think I'm wrong. I don't know. I listen to the also, if you want to talk about more about mind stuff, the hidden brain. I just feel like it's the best podcast out there. They have smart people come on every week and basically explain how we know nothing about ourselves and that we just have to be open to this idea that we're limited in what we understand. And just because you believe something strongly doesn't mean there isn't another way to understand the world. And your way is not the only way. That's kind of, I think that is the bottom line. Your way is not the only way. And we are all in this for, we all want to feel safe and we all want to feel, I don't know, not vulnerable, that we want to be able to exist in this world. And we are self-preservationists. So if everyone just kind of took care of themselves, I think we'd be good. <laughs> yeah. And you feel better. I mean, recently I decided I just want to go to California sober. I just, mm -hmm. better for me. And I feel better. I'm not talking about sleep. I mean, if anyone has a drink and then thinks that they're going to get a good night's sleep, I mean, it is, it, it's like, it can be life changing when you just stop and not, because before it was like, well, maybe I'll have a glass of wine or maybe like when we go out to dinner and I'm like, I just don't see what it's doing for me. I'm not, there's no one that's ever gotten sober from alcohol where everyone, they're, they're just kind of like a crappier person. 
not it makes you that <laughs> no that that's never happened so it, 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 there, there's something to be said about all right that. I, well, I am on the mission with you again we're crushing that cannabis stigma we don't have to feel shitty there are options to how you can alter your experience in the universe that doesn't have to be alcohol or pharmaceuticals and when we talk about psychoactive it really just means we're changing your mood and your behavior and i say this over and over again sometimes your mood and your behavior they need to be changed Everyone's so crazy about being high. I'm like, sometimes you just don't feel good and it can change the way you see the world. Like, I don't think people believe that when I tell them, really. I'm like, it'll literally change the way you see the world. So, and it's not going to make you jump off a roof. All right. Uh, we are running out of time. So sorry, Sarah. All right. Where can we find your amazing beverages and anything cool coming out in 2024 that you want to plug right now? Yeah. So you can find we're in about 30 stores and we are looking to go nationwide. So. Our next step is to look for us online or hopefully in, in some stores near you, no matter where you are. But keliadrink.com, definitely come visit, subscribe. We can keep you posted on when we end up going national for sure. Awesome. And I'm sure it'll be great at your next event. I tell you this all the time, having these beverages at your event are ways to introduce your friends to things that taste good and don't have to be alcohol. Like January with dry alcohol, this is a good substitute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sarah Patel, thank you again for sharing your story with you. And if they want to connect with you personally, what's the best way to do that? Probably um, either Facebook, Sarah Perry Patel, or Instagram, Sarah Perry. It'll be in the show notes. All right. So that's another show for my guests, Sarah and Sean. Thank you. And of course, for my Canna Bro, David Yaz, and my Canna Mom Show team, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Can Rob Show, where we continue on our mission of crushing that stigma around cannabis and caregivers, one can of story at a time. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing because together we are going to crush that stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is The Can Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.